Welcome to Tapeworm Transmissions. Constantly going through wormholes like an insane person. Yeah. I don't need my phone. I don't need that shit. I don't need that when I'm talking to you. Back in the transmission. Back in the transmission. I just watched uh, Interstellar the other day. Uh, you know, I think I didn't, I don't remember, but I think I didn't like it. He was if like, I even saw it. Is that lo- the one that just kind of ended up being a lot of, they never went anywhere or did anything. It was cornfield. They were all poor. It was a cornfield. Yeah, there's definitely cornfields that were on fire. Yeah, that movie sucked. And, like, he went into a black hole. Yeah. Just, like, the premise of the whole thing is just, like, I'm going to go into a black hole at the end, and it's crazy. It's like, I kind of liked it. I liked it. Li- that part was a little little bit much. Like, they had to they had to do something, I guess. But I liked uh, the – they did used a lot of the relativity because we went on that one planet, and they are only on there for, like, an hour and a half. But when they came back up, they had been gone for, like, 23 years. Maybe I'm thinking of something else. I I mean, I feel like a lot of space movies have cornfields because it kind of is like... The American Midwest corn. They have to show, like, the comparison. I'm thinking of the one that was like... I don't even know. We might be thinking about different things. This was with Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember. Even if I saw it, it would have been, like, a while ago. Definitely before the end of the world. Yeah, I think it it came out a couple years ago. But uh, it was pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, but if you didn't like it, you know, teach their own. Everyone can have their own opinions. They're like assholes. I don't know. I think I'm thinking of a completely different movie. I feel like you are too. Like the end involves a bookcase or something, or a. No, this is the same movie. Same movie. He's oh, like behind okay. the bookcase doing shit. Okay, yeah. All I remembered is that they were poor and there was corn, and a lot of the, dust. Yeah, there was just a lot. Of, like everything was dusty, and then yeah, it's was, the same movie. It was a black hole, and it's like, oh well. There's definitely a lot more that happened in it, but you know, if you, I, I just saw it the other day, so <laughs> it's pretty fresh in my mind. <laughs> I'm sure there was a lot of nuance in there, but it yeah. was really long. It was yeah. definitely longer than it needed to be, but uh, I feel like they could have got to the black hole in like 20 minutes. But it was really interesting, like the relativity thing. Maybe I just wasn't interested in that at that point, because like he had only maybe aged like. A few days in our time, or no, like maybe I think he only aged maybe like two years in our time. But when he went down to that planet, due to like gravity or something like that, I don't know exactly how big how big the planet is. I'm not sure, but like time is experienced at different speeds. So like, yeah, I don't even remember any of that. I just remember the dust and the books and but I might have fallen asleep. I don't know. Like might, they were might have been drunk. Who, who knows? You know, yeah. it's possible. Yeah, maybe I feel was, you. Maybe I was tired. Maybe all of the above. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Thanks for coming on again. Yeah, this is good. Always have you. This is the new podcasting room. I like that. That echo. 
yeah, that's uh, <laughs> that's what I was talking about. Sorry, it makes makes it sound big. Yeah, you know? we, we record this podcast in like a fucking <laughs> cathedral. <laughs> <laughs> it's got some reverb to it. It's got some, and the room's a little bit uh, reverbery, you know. Yeah. Yeah. She get some foam. Got some right there. Oh fuck! That's Just so haven't sick. put it up yet. It's a slow process, you know. So, we've had this for like a month now or so? Maybe two? Uh, two month months two? now, yeah. Just just, uh, just paid the second rent. Mm. Oh, it's a pretty good wormhole we got here. I tell you, I've been in a couple. It's my favorite one so far. Yeah. Well, it's probably my favorite one, too. I've had a lot of cool people in here already. I had uh, Paranoid Justice in here, and Devin, we talked about some fucking pretty crazy shit, and Andrew was just here right before uh, right before you, and uh, this girl Mel, so far. That's what Andrew did one, then he did another one for this album thing, right? Yeah, he did one, he was on like four episodes ago, and uh, he hit me up and wanted to do another one, and I was like, yes, I love your fucking idea, and honestly... That podcast was like it was pretty fucking awesome, was it? <laughs> yeah, Maureen was here too, so it was me, Maureen, and Andrew, and uh, I don't know. Andrew's a really interesting guy. He is really kind of inspirational in a lot of ways. Like just, I don't know how like he ties so much shit together. Yeah, it's so he's just been doing it for so long. It seems like that, um, and he kind of like I think most of his life now he's able to just do music related stuff you know because he like works for the city but also i think at the library i don't know if he's still doing that but he at least he was like for the library yeah, he's and, still and the doing library. music there you know and, and like you know so he's got making all these local connections but then also making his living with music not that he's like making a living playing shows but it's all like music related stuff and teaching lessons and blah 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 so it's it's like he's been able to submerge himself in it uh yeah much more the, even that we have because we have to do not that most of the time <laughs> right you know uh but yeah he's uh he's a really interesting guy i just uh i did enjoy talking to him a lot uh it was really fun so if you haven't checked it out check out that one too but uh yeah, check that one out. so we were talking earlier before about uh this is you played your first show the last weekend. I don't know when this episode is going to come out, so it wouldn't have been necessarily the last weekend from when this episode comes out. But well, it was uh, Memorial Day. It was Memorial, Memorial Day weekend. Memorial for, Day weekend. For reference. Yeah. yeah, first one in a basically a year and a half, right? Because the last actual show would have been on New Year's Eve, twenty nineteen, and then after that, stuff got weird pretty quickly. You know. Um, and uh, the world kind of stopped. Uh, yeah. So yeah, literally the first thing in like a year and a half, and I was almost dying of anxiety because it's like, oh Jesus Christ, I forgot, I forget, oh forgot how to do everything, and like my ears have completely changed in a year and a half. I was like, holy fuck, I hate everything I've been doing up until now. <laughs> hate everything I've been making and how I've been playing it, and it was just uh, a very anxiety-inducing process that I had to get through to even get ready for it. And, I got to figure it out eventually. Did you? How did did you change up uh, what you do live? 
no, I'm still doing it the same way, but it's like I hate it even more now because it's so limiting. Because you know, I, I always had this that stigma against being a DJ before, like DJing traditionally, and now it's just now I realize it would be so much easier than what I do. That what I do is retarded. <laughs> it's terrible. It just takes way too long. It takes hours and hours and hours of pre-planning. It just makes no sense. Like I should be able to just do stuff on the fly. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to learn to DJ normal. Well, I'm starting to, but you know, you have to learn to DJ normally and use CDJs, and you know, I want to learn to be. I want to be able to basically use like any standard type of controller. Just hop on it, you know. So really, any situation, in, any situation you're in, you're just good to go. Yeah. It's kind of the. Hey, you can do it, man. It's kind of the right now, goal, thing. Do do it, bro. I mean, honestly, even if it ends up not being like your main, main thing that you use to do live, like I think you should just learn it. Like, well, deep, like that it's, that it's is a, such an engraved part of electronic music. Right. It's like, are you taking yourself seriously or not? Like, you should be able to do all these things. Right. You know? Yeah. You know, it's uh, if I can like you know play the drums and start doing all this stuff like you could do that you know it's like the equivalent in some ways and you're a very multifaceted person you know you're not you're not constrained to one thing right so uh, i'll i'll be able to figure out it's just going to take some more some more time and some more learning and some uh possibly some other people to work with and learn from you know so you know how it goes i know how it goes uh, that's just uh, that's part of the music journey yeah, but the show itself went pretty cool because it was a festival and it was like a an actual pretty legit festival for. Um, I mean, God, I don't know exactly how many people there been, but let's guess maybe like a thousand people in total or so, at least more than like five hundred or so. I would imagine around like the whole place. Yeah. Just how, how did uh, just curious at at a festival? How were like like what was it like? Being being in that big of a crowd of people with, like, was there like a lot of well, uh, it, it, restrictions or weird things like that they not, had in place? Not whatsoever. I mean, imagine Blatopia, but like up in Michigan, you know, a Blatopia so sized thing. It was like no, COVID never happened. It was there. like it was like COVID never happened. It was like everyone was like back to normal, normal regular life. So that was nice. You know, it was it, no one was worrying about it at all. We were doing normal shit. You know, you're being around people. I mean, at the main stage, there was enough room for people weren't super close, but when you went into, like, the little more underground stages and stuff, which there was one that was, like, literally underground in a basement that was, like, all glowed out with glow paint and, like, <laughs> black lights. Whoa. It was, like, you had to go through, like, this sketchy, like, underground hallway to get in there. It, like, it looked like you were going to get murdered, but then you went in there and it was, like, a rave going on. It was sick. Like, you know, in the places like that, everyone was packed on top of each other, but no one gave a fuck. I didn't give a fuck. Like, I've already had COVID. I got vaccinated. Like, I've done my duty. I'll roll around with everyone now. I don't care. Yeah, I'm still not vaccinated. It's it's fun. You should do it. You can make out with everybody. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm uh, I have weird feelings about it. Yeah, I just, I was ready to just be done with it. So yeah, so. I mean, I get it. Like, I just uh, I'm just not ready yet. <laughs> like, if I'm gonna do it, I'm just not ready yet. They can't make me do it. You could just get COVID too. You could do that. Just get COVID. Like... I've been I've been okay so far. Just roll around in a room with other people with COVID and like like they used to do with the chicken pox and get it over with. Yeah, get it over with. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I just 
I'm not I'm not at that point yet where I where I want to do it. It's it's weird. It just is like I feel sorry. I feel like I feel like uh trapped or like I'm being like tricked into it in some ways. You know, like well, oh you can you could take your mask off now if you get the thing, you know. Well, well these fuckhead guys that are just, you know <laughs> I mean I understand that. It's just and there's like this weird zeitgeist about like people trying to control other things that people do. Like nothing about the way they're doing anything is right, that's for sure. Whether it's the government or like just people in general just cowtailing to everything. It's just, it's all very weird. Yeah. It's all super weird. Um, super weird. But it makes no sense. I just did it because it's like I want to do shit again. So. Yeah. And uh, someone was telling me that they're going to be like, like you need to have like a positive COVID test, or I'm sorry, <laughs> a negative COVID test or, or, or a vaccine card to get into Lollapalooza. Probably not. I feel like that's pretty, pretty, would be pretty hard to fucking enforce. Yeah. Without it for a music festival. They wouldn't do it. They want the, they want the money of the people that don't have the cards too. You know, I don't think they're going to do that. Yeah. And like the, like Bristol Renaissance Fair says you can not wear a mask. They're doing the thing this year, dude, which dude, we we're going a bunch of times. But, uh, apparently like you have to have your vaccine card in order to not wear a mask. I'm going to wear it around my neck on a lanyard, like a VIP. <laughs> <laughs> I go to the gym without a mask now. It's fucking great. Yeah, and they don't even check, right? No, they're just. I'm just like, dude, I'm good. And they're like, yeah, don't worry about it. And it's even at the center. And they were like, it's a government place, so they're being even stricter there. So I feel like we're gonna be good most places someday. Yeah, I tell you, it feels great to walk around. Well, at least work out without a mask on, right? Because it's like working out with a mask on is fucking terrible. It's yeah, that sounds fucking terrible. Yeah, it's horrible. Doing it's anything with a mask ever. on is horrible. Like I, I've honestly have not had to like deal with the mask thing as much as probably people who work with the public, you know, because I got pretty lucky. And like you work in a place with three, you know, three people, including you. Yeah. So I'm. <laughs> we, yeah, we got away with it pretty good too. Because and uh, so you know, just yeah, you don't have to worry as much. And I worked from home like the whole time. This whole time, even now, like, I mean, I'm going to the office now, but, like, everybody in my work, they don't give a fuck. Right. You know, it's like, so it, it was a small-owned business. It's still ran by, like, the same people, so they have, you know, very Republican minds, I would imagine. Eh, maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I feel like, I feel like down the, when they were uh, storming the Capitol building, I could have sworn I heard him. He was, I think he was cheering. <laughs> That would be a, that would be a signal. Woo! <laughs> Go! <laughs> <laughs> uh, God, I wish I got the storm something. That does sound pretty cool. Like the guy that was like, like, like taking that out of the context of what they were doing, like some other context, like storming something else for some other reason, just sounds like a good time, you know? Storming Wall Street. Yeah. For the stocks. Yeah. The stonks. Yeah. What if we got all the good stocks? That'd yeah, be like, great. Yeah, your stocks are mine. If like. We figured out where they had all the cryptocurrency hidden at, and we could just storm that and take that. That'd be great. I still don't understand anything about all that shit at all. And <laughs> NFTs. Do you get NFTs? Well, they're not fungible. I don't know what that fucking means. <laughs> what does fungible mean? <laughs> well, they're not. They're, you can't fung them. You're right. I mean, would you rather? Would you rather have your digital art fungible or not fungible? I think it is a good investment. 
Did you want to smoke something? Fungible? NFTs? I think it is, but I don't think the security that we have for the internet is good enough. Yeah, the internet in itself is just not. There's still the, very like good. like I still have the option to make like cassettes for pretty cheap. So and I feel like once that's not an option anymore, NFTs are going to be not just cassettes, but like the physical world of owning something, like you know vinyls and comics and all that shit is going to be like I feel like it's going to turn into that stuff. Yeah, it's weird. It's like people don't have actual things anymore, so they're trying to figure out how to make virtual things more of things. It's like, why don't you just use real things? It's like, would that kind of negate the having to make the virtual thing a verified real thing? It's like, no, this is virtually verified real. It's cheaper. It's like, yeah. I mean, I get it, but you know, even even the bags I'm making, you know, I still have to spend like it's what is it, three dollars <clears> a bag? I mean, it's it's good. I think it's gonna be good for artists, right? Because it's like artists, especially in the digital space, have just been nothing but fucked over for th- that's for sure but personally i i i don't know why i would buy one i but i don't really know i don't, I, know. I don't really get it you know it's like i or i mean i guess i don't know i feel like your friend was making something or whatever and you buy something to buy something from them to you know, supporter, whatever, that's cool. But, you know, people that are actually paying, like, a lot of money for, like, some different pieces or songs or, you know, there's a couple of different things going on now. I, I don't I don't get it. But I also don't fully understand what it is. So it's like... I, I don't understand it at all. I just know you can't funge them. Do you want a little scallywag? Uh, a little or scally you, scoop? I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you take her out. Ooh! Ooh yeah. I like your ring. Where'd you get that ring at? Yep, some fuckhead gave it to me. Nice. Uh, nice. Oh, oh luck, lucky ring. I'm glad that that came all the way over the seat. Who knows where it was at before that? Yeah. What if it came off like a dead guy or something? Sold to me from a merchant on Tiber River. Yeah, I like that specifically because I. I'm into, like, all that ancient Rome stuff, so uh, it's even, like, cooler, you know? Yeah, it is cool. It Definitely. is a cooler ring. I'm, like, jealous that you have it and I don't have it, but <laughs> I I was, like, when I saw it, as soon as I saw it, I was, like, I got to give that to Jeremy. Yeah. It's def- definitely, um, it's it's one of those things where it's, you know, I'm, I have to be conscious of even when I wear it and don't because it's, like, I don't want to be, like, fucked up and lose it or something you know that'd be like terrible yeah be, like losing like a lucky object you know yeah that is, that is not good if you're like drunken on sassafras rolling around with hippie chicks at a festival <laughs> <laughs> ring could fly off or stolen right or stolen oh, yeah, hippie exactly. chick, like, Ooh, let me see that ring you know right? ah, then, then i'm wearing gone. the ring whoops then they <laughs> Fling it on, <laughs> fling it into a crowd of fish fans. <laughs> uh, yep, and that's the last that'll ever be sung. I got so damn high on Sassafras this weekend, it was great. Yeah? Yeah. Sassafras is pretty good. I oh, like dude, it. It was great. It was like this medical grade Sass, too. This guy get it, well, bought from a dude. And, uh, yeah. It was, it was almost like too much. 
Just yeah. Like, just like, like one. Yeah, it was. I it was it was good. I did a uh, a half roll this weekend. Oh shit! And uh, that was like too much. And the thing is, is like we took a roll, uh, maybe about two three weeks ago, but it was a different roll, and we also split it in half, so it was like the same thing. But like it wasn't like the same feeling at all. It was like totally different. Like I don't know if this shit was like way stronger, cut with something else or whatnot. But like it rocked me. It <laughs> rocked me. I was like, I mean, I felt really good, but like I just couldn't. Uh, just couldn't fucking do shit. I couldn't fucking do anything. Yeah. I I just like I laid down and just fucking was rolling for like hours laying down. It's like what happened to me. It's like. It's like it started kicking in. And it was kicking in even harder, and then suddenly I lost a couple people that I was hanging out with. And next thing you know, I'm wandering around in the dark, lost, you know, by some pyramids, and <laughs> stagger back to my campsite because I can't find any of my people, and kind of like not out in one of the chairs. And some girl comes through and rescues me. Like eventually, as I'm like falling asleep, almost dying of hypothermia, it's like, oh, come this way, you know. There's a like campfire and stuff, so I wander over there, and you know, I'm just like rolling balls by this campfire. As they're like DJing by the campfire, and you know come come to and i'm like snuggling with like my neighbor's like girl or something like that i'm just like what is going on here this isn't there's some other people getting some back massages <laughs> bunch of you know music festival things going on and it was pretty good sounds like a good time it was a good it was a good time i've yeah. been to a music festival like that in a very long time it was it was good it was like it was a good size you know like i said maybe like a 500 a thousand people or so and and it was just a, it was like well run for a small festival it wasn't too much of a shit show you know so it was uh it was a good introduction into like doing normal life things again god i can't you wait know? to play a show again is i can't wait to play a show again i'm super stoked on that yeah i can't wait to play like a like the next time you're just in a room that's like completely packed out again and just going like super <laughs> Super fucking hype, you know, <laughs> like, like just all the energy there. Yeah, Ugh. feels like a different world almost. Right. No, I get you. I get you. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm like daydreaming. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Yeah. We can daydream. We can we can have these people listen to us daydream for a minute. I'm thinking about like uh, I'm thinking about like that Mar show we did. That was totally packed out, and, like, some of the other ones. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not that I was, like, I mean, uh, the one, I did play almost, like, a whole show with you one time at the Mar, right? Yeah, there was, that was, there was a New Year's Eve one that was packed, too. So how many did I do? Maybe there was three shows that I did with you there. Must, must have been at least three. Because I know you did, you opened for Manic Focus, right? Was that on New Year's, or was New Year's something different? <laughs> I don't know if Manic Folk was at New Year's or not, but there was a bunch of other fucking people. I don't think year. he was at New Year's. I mean, there was like a, there was still a bunch of people on that though. I think there was like Artifacts and Late Night Radio and some other thing. I mean, those there might have, there might have even been two, two different New Year's shows. Like, I think there were two different ones. I think there were two different New Year's shows and yeah. the and the Manic Focus show. Yeah, the Manic Focus show is the song where I where I just did. Uh, Rage Against the Machine. Rage Against the Machine. And then there were some other Miramar shows that I don't think you were... No, then there were some where I didn't play like at all, but you yeah. played. And I would, I just watched. Because there was one where I was definitely tripping on LSD with Albert. 
was great. And then we threw that after party at Homeboy's house. Yeah. At, at fucking Tyler's house. And like, yeah. That, 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 that was, was just ridiculous. like so lit. Like all these people it, came through in this little ass apartment. Yeah. And like, it, it was like starting to get like pretty packed and like, uh, I don't know if it's going to get like a little like too crazy, you know? And then like, People were just fucking jamming out. It was just a really fucking good time. And, like, his neighbors weren't even there. Like, yeah, like, everything was, like, just fine. We somehow completely packed this place out. Like, had had a... We got people to bring, like, a sound system and everything. Yeah. <laughs> got people to rap and all this stuff. And it was just like a... It was like a... Okay, you know when they have a nine-hour party, when they have a house party in a movie and everything's just like going fine. It was exactly fine. like that. Everything's just like going fine and really fun and, like, super party and, you know... Like unrealistically fine, <laughs> like that's how it was going. It was just like totally fine. It was totally fine. Everyone just fucking it just popped off. Yeah. And then people left, and then like eventually, I think Tyler kicked us out. But that was like at five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. Like the sun was out, like very out. Yeah, sun was. Yeah. And we're like it was like yeah, it was it was definitely yeah. We're, it's time to go. It was just someone had to say it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But like I mean that's like you party has to end at some time. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that was, like, ridiculous. <laughs> it was so ridiculous. I don't even know how that happened. Like, oh, God. And fucking uh, Raul. Okay, so Raul, that whole fucking, that whole experience, <laughs> Raul, was, like, stealing shit from all. Okay, like, all right, let's back it up a little bit. Oh, my God. We're going to go play the show at the Mar, right? Or, no, I wasn't playing that. Jeremy was going to go play the show at the Mar. And we were all just, like, rounding up getting the crew together. We had, like, homeboys in Milwaukee, and we're just going to fucking throw it down. We had, like, everything, like, planned out, you know? And uh, yeah, we had the whole squad assembled. And Raul, this guy Raul, who, um, how, how much did we hang with him before? Like, I feel like he had done some crazy stuff before, too. <sighs> yeah, I mean, there's only a couple times, and it's like he's doing crazy stuff every time. And so we're riding with this guy. And we stop at like a Walgreens or a CVS or something like that. And we're getting like drinks and snacks and stuff like that. And all right, we'll head out and we, we get back in the car and head on the road and start our journey to Milwaukee. And he's like, yo, I stole a bunch of shit from there. And we're just like, what the fuck, bro? You you did what? Turns out he stole like all this cough syrup. And- <laughs> yeah, all this cough syrup. And just started chugging these bottles of cough syrup. Ugh. <sighs> And then I think he took LSD too. Yeah, he was robo tripping. He was like tripping on robotussing and fucking LSD, <laughs> and like he just couldn't form words and like acted fucking super weird. Yeah, that was good. Sitting on the curb, unable to talk, it was just like really fucking crazy. And then later on, he had like his shirt lifted up over his face, and his belly was showing. He was like he had a little chunk, you know. <laughs> And fucking Albert just like slaps him right in the belly and a little like <laughs> It was like the funniest thing we ever saw. It. And like he pulled his shirt down and he just started fucking crying. <laughs> just like <laughs> We did not know we were like and we were me and Albert were still tripping and we we're like, uh what? <laughs> That was just one time. <laughs> yeah, that was just one time. <laughs> that was just one of the. God, were you up at the? Were you... 
you must have been at the the one at the biker bar with David and stuff, right? Or were you not at that one? Oh yeah, I was. You were? Like, oh yeah. Weird. They were standing by the doorway. Yeah. That one that one that one. That one was fun. That was fun. Up until that point. Yeah. When the bikers came. Yeah, bikers tend to ruin shit. I feel like we were gonna get raped. Yeah. Bikers get rapey. Real rapey. You know, like, like, oh, like, like those like uh, nice, oh, those little, little city boys. Nice, nice little thin <laughs> white boy from the city playing electronic music. Mm. Let, me, let me see them shoulders. They look tense. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what was it fucking Carlos? <laughs> with, with like so many booing. Do you knives. remember Carlos? <laughs> <laughs> just there, just like beating the living shit out of him in the bathroom, <laughs> saying uh, like, "This is how we help people." You know, it's, it's that was the scariest. There's like so many visible Bowie knives. Like <laughs> our buddy Carlos uh, was drinking some beers and he was feeling loose, and he decided to hit the marijuana plant. This guy's like straight edge, like coming off of being like basically straight edge Christian. You know, decides, "Oh, I'm gonna experiment with weed and alcohol," and you know. Drink like two beers and hit, take one hit off of a blunt. <laughs> Sends him into the spins, and he starts throwing up in like the venue bathroom, and like, and the venue is like half a bar, biker bar, half like electronic music venue, and we know like the guy, or like you know the guy that like runs it, and uh, just fucking throwing up in the bathroom, and this biker, like we lose track of him, right? Like we don't even know what's going on. And, like, someone calls us over, like, oh, you need to help your friend. Like, he's in the bathroom. And we go in the bathroom and fucking this, like, burly-ass fucking biker guy tatted up in fucking leather vest and all this crazy shit. Big old Bowie knife on his hip. And we're just, like, looking at the Bowie knife, looking at this guy and seeing our very thin Hispanic friend just, like, being, like, like he was, like, mauled. He's, like, throw it up. And, like, he's, like, punching him in the stomach to help him throw up more. And he's, like, no, dude, it's totally fine. This, this biker thought that he had, like, taken, like, hard drugs or something was, like, trying to, like, uh... Purge them like, out of like his purge system. him. He thought he'd been like doped up or something. He was like trying to purge him. He's like, "This is what bikers do. We help people. We help people. People think we're bad, but we help people." And he's just like unnecessarily, basically <laughs> mauling Carlos. <laughs> 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 it's like we can't exactly get this guy to stop, you know, because he's explaining to us how he's helping. And <laughs> We're we we are not like the people that would be able to like force this guy to stop. You know, we're not threatening yeah. to this guy in any way, shape, no, or no, form. No one was telling this guy what to do or not do. <laughs> and Carlos was like, "No, he's right." Or like he was like almost agreeing with him. He's like literally green, <laughs> literally green. Yeah, that was fucking poor Carlos. Yeah, poor Carlos. Fucking hell, man. Yeah, I don't think we're allowed back there anymore. After that one? Yeah, that one did it. Damn. That one did it. <laughs> Maybe one day. <laughs> Sorry, there'll be other biker bars in the middle of nowhere, I'm sure. That one was pretty cool, though. That one was pretty cool. Mainly the house upstairs. Yeah, and I guess the the actual concert hall part of it, too which I think was actually the oldest part of the building, and that was, like, older than the state of Wisconsin itself. That's pretty fucking old. That's kind of... You know, it looked like it could have been. Neat, you know. It definitely looked like it was made of, like, hand-hewn wood. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Wagon yeah. wheels and shit. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. Yeah. 
Poor Carlos. Oh my lord. Yep. Uh, should I get shot glasses? Um. Just so the, those of you who don't know, a tapeworm tradition is uh, Jameson. And honestly, no Jameson has been drinking in this room. Well, that's fucked up. Well, we get to christen it with Black Barrel. All right. All right. Yes, let's get shot glasses, but we right, gotta, you know, we gotta do a little bit of this. We'll do a little, okay, we'll do a little, we'll do a little uh, swig to do. Yeah, listen to that cork. Just but that ain't no that ain't no regular Jameson. That's the black black barrel. God, I like that echo. That's really good. All right, let's acquire some shot glasses and continue this. We're back. This table's really good sliding stuff. Oh, dude, it's so good for sliding liquor. Sorry, I didn't mean to. No, it's fine. It's like a saloon. It's <laughs> so good for sliding cups of liquor. Right? What the fuck? Just be like, oh. God. It's like the perfect amount of friction, and I even fly off the table but slide over to you really easily. God damn. It's like a movie. I do like to put a little dash of water in my whiskey, but I'll try this before I Oh, do this is so smooth. You don't need that. Right? Yeah. Right. So what's going on in uh, the Blue Future world underground? Uh, well, just trying to suck less. I don't know. It's hard. Yeah. It's more, hard not to suck. I, uh, I just real like more and more time it goes on. I just realize how much I don't know and how mediocre I am, and need to break out of that mold of mediocrity and uh, be better. So I'm just trying to work on that slowly. I think it's a a long game. You, know, you just got to keep. It's a long game. Doing a little bit every day. And it's also relative, you know. And at the same time, you don't need to necessarily know a lot. I feel like. I told you earlier about the Zen guitar thing, and that's what we were talking about before we started the podcast, actually. And um, I was I, when I called you the other day, and I was talking to you about the books, uh, that Zen guitar book. That good word guitar can be replaced with like anything. You know, it could be placed with electronic music. It can be placed placed with life, art, anything. It's like it's, it's kind of like how the war of art is about writing, but you can substitute any art form. Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, it. it goes through like a lot of things like you have to do it wholeheartedly and be genuine with what you're doing and that doesn't necessarily fall under a category of like skill or how much you know have you, have you read the war of art no i haven't Fuck, it's like the, about the same shit you need to and then but you also can't do it um i can't remember the le- word that they use but basically you can't also half-ass it you know you have to also put it up put like Put a, you may not be like the uh, fucking bass nectar level producer or whatever, but being genuine and putting all that you can into it, you know, is just uh, what what will create something beautiful and will actually create something that can transcend time instead of doing it for I don't know. Yes, yeah, so what what a lot of things that modern music brings. Yeah, all that's exa- is like exactly what the war of art is about, and that needs to be like the very next thing you read, just because it'll be good for everything. I, w- I will. And it's called that down. 
The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And Stephen Pressfield is this author who's wrote a bunch of, like, kind of historical fiction stuff on ancient Greece and Sparta and a bunch of different warrior stories and stuff. Um, really phenomenal author. In fact, I think he's, like, the premier person you want to read if you want to like rub shoulders with how it would be to be alive in like the classical period you know um but anyway he wrote this short book called war of art and it's a short book so it's easy i mean it's probably only about as thick as that notepad you know um but it's all about just being like a professional as an artist and you know sitting down and doing the work and overcoming the forces of resistance and he ties in how um See, since he would have studied a bunch of, like, classical Greece stuff, too, he, he ties in kind of like the concept of of the muse or, you know, um, even if you want to call, like, different, like, gods of music or inspiration, stuff like that, and how if you, if you just sit down and actually do the work, you know, no matter what, just sit down and doing the work, then, you know, the inspiration is able to flow through. You're giving it, like, the opportunity to flow through you, right? Whereas if you if you don't do the work, it never has. Yeah. And I mean, or do nothing. If you do nothing, it's, it's never going to... It can never be... It can never happen. Not every time you sit down is going to be this prophetic thing where the the muse is flowing the next bass head through you. Right. right. But, but if you're sitting down there and you're doing the work, then... You know, it does. It does come sometimes, but it's it's interesting the way he puts it. And he puts it just so eloquent, eloquently. If that's eloquently, the right word. yeah. Um, and you kind of get this sense of hey, if you believe something like that, not even if you necessarily believe it, but if you treat it in that way, then it works like that. You know, like you don't necessarily have to believe that there's angels or muses or ancient Greek gods inspiring you, but. If you sit down and do your work in like a professional way, it kind of <laughs> yeah works like that at the end of the day. And I've I've been thinking about that recently, and how um, whenever you do something good like that, it's not it's almost like it's just kind of coming out. It's like not necessarily like you forcing it out, like you know. And I've been I've been trying to <clears throat> I was saying earlier I've been trying to like cultivate a healthier mindset towards all this shit lately in general yeah and part of that has been kind of getting rid of the ego side um to the music making which is hard to do because it's all like me me, i want i want to make this thing cool i want to make this dope i want people to like it you know it's like it's it can get very me forcing this out and trying to make it as good and me trying to be good you know it can get that way really quick but if you take that out of the equation and turn it into more of a okay this music is coming from somewhere and it wants to exist and I'm kind of almost just like the conduit to like help it exist you know it's not really me forcing it out like me expressing me you know check me out it's like no this just kind of wants to exist and I'm just the one to make it you know it it's kind of flipping that around and not only taking the weird ego side out of it but also kind of makes it it's like 
a little less pressure on you to just be like, you have to be dope, you have to be dope, you have to be dope. It's just like if if this thing is coming to you and it sounds good and it's like it wants, it's almost like it wants to exist. It's just kind of like coming out. You know, you it's, it's not you forcing it out. Right. Are you familiar with Van Gogh? I mean, I know of him, but I don't think I've ever studied like he has his mind, you know. <laughs> A very, very beautiful story. And I think I may have told the story on a previous podcast, but I'll, I'll tell it to you again because I think he is, like, one of the biggest inspirations for an artist, I think, ever. You know, it doesn't matter any type of art that you do. I think he's just uh, an incredible artist despite what whatever he did. He was alive during a time where it was all about realism. Mm -hmm. If you weren't, like, a realist, you may as well fucking get out of the club and, like, <laughs> fuck off, you know? Right. And, like, you've experienced that. Like, if you're not doing dubstep or trap music or rhythm or whatever, blah, blah, if blah. You're not, if you're not doing what, you know, the current four-year trend is, you can fuck off. But it was not a four-year trend then. You know, it was, like, the trends last... hundred-year trend. The trends lasted a lot longer. Right. Um, and he wasn't a realism painter. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't many people doing that type of art. And he just constantly got rejected from the art community because he was never doing that. Mm -hmm. But he, that's who he was like, that's that he was being like true and genuine to who he was. He didn't stray because of what other people wanted. He was like, look, this is my art. This is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. This is what I want to like create. And he just got shunned his whole life until he died, basically. But there's more to his story <laughs> before, before he died. His brother, Theo, he was an art curator. He had, like, a museum and he would uh, – or, like, a showroom where he would show people's art, right? Mm -hmm. And so Van Gogh would make his paintings and give them to Theo. And Theo would buy his paintings from him and give Van Gogh money and – Tell him that, that he had sold his pieces at the art that he show. sold his pieces. Everyone loved it. You're an incredible artist. Keep doing what you're doing. I want more of you. Mm -hmm. And then we come to find, long after they're dead, that there's thousands of paintings in Theo's basement that nobody ever got to see. Right. That now we get to experience, and it's just like it's a pretty incredible story. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've, yeah, I have, I have heard that before. That, um, and uh, it kind of, uh, it's weird. It's, it. <laughs> you feel bad for him because he like he never made it. You know, it's like people want to say, oh, never give up because if you never give up, you know, you'll make it eventually. But it's like also sometimes you know you're Van Gogh you and you die and you never make it. But eventually it did work out. You know, so it's like you still never want to give up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, and chances are that if you don't give up, some things might align somewhere eventually. You know, if you just keep in the game for long enough, you might luck out somewhere at least and get, you know. Keep your dream or your aspirations realistic, too. You know, right. like, to yeah, to hit the lottery <clears throat> and be, like, fucking Post Malone or something would be legit. But, like, not everybody can be Post Malone or Miley Cyrus or, you know, all these different people. <clears throat> and And also... Uh, something else I've been thinking on recently is that instead of having external goals, which are 
more determined by luck and the rest of the world than they are by you. You know, say, okay, I mean, even something like I want to do right now, like I want to get together a bunch of music and I want to try to release it on like Wakan, right? Or see if them or someone else like that would take it, you know, and that would just be a good move if it could be made. But instead of like my goal being like, oh, I'm going to make a bunch of songs and see if Wakan will release them, you know, or instead of my... I mean, instead of my goal being, oh, getting released on Wakan, right, make your goal be, I'm going to make a bunch of songs as good as I can and try to get them released on Wakan, right? So it's like, it's an internal goal that you can, you're completely in control of completing. Like, you can, you can 100% complete a bunch of songs as good as you can and then try to do with them. You know, there's nothing stopping you from doing that. You know, and then it's it's like, then if Wakan takes them or doesn't take them, then you still completed your goal of making them good enough to give to them and try to do it, right? Yeah. Or like, another good internal goal would be to learn how to DJ. Yeah, stuff like that. You know, not, not, um, okay, I'm going to, you know. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Red Rocks, and that's gonna be the thing that's gonna make me. Ha- you know, I'm gonna learn to DJ and play Red Rocks. You know, it's like have the goal just be. I'm gonna learn to DJ as good as I possibly can. You know, and, or work on it every day, as right. much as I have time to, even if it's a little bit. Yeah. You know, and then completing that every day. You know, let yourself feel good from that. Like, hey, I completed my thing for the day. You know, instead of having this external goal that may or may not happen based on also a bunch of other factors that don't involve you at all. Yeah. No, I, no, I totally get that. I mean, that, I feel like that was kind of like uh, what I did with the drums. You know, it's like uh, I wanted to be in a band, and it's like I was with someone that I trust. And, I mean, you know how hard it is to be in a band with people and rely on other people in music? It's almost fucking impossible. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that, like, I've been able to find, like, two people in my life that I can rely on, you know, one of them being Morian, then that's, uh, well, in the music world, one of them being Morian, and that is, like, pretty incredible. And the fact that, like, I trust him, and, like, you know, I was like, I'm going to just not play guitar so that we can make this happen. Like, we could do this. And we just have to, you know, make it work. And that's, like, my internal goal was, like, well, I believed in this guy enough to where I'm going to make myself good enough to where I can fit into what he's doing and start, like, we can build it up that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And so I totally get that, yeah? You know, yeah. You, get, you have to set internal goals. You can't be, like, I'm going to be playing at the fucking Madison Square Garden selling out a show because that totally relies on people even caring enough about you to get to Madison Square Garden and then a bunch of people buying those tickets. Right. And even just beyond that, I mean, you there so much stuff just comes down to luck and, you know, weird fate things. And most things you're not in control of and will will happen in the same way regardless of what you do or don't do. Right. You know, just because most things <laughs> stuff like that isn't in your control. Yeah, it's I've also been studying a lot of like stoic philosophy and, and stuff lately, and it, a lot of that talks about things that are and aren't in your 
control, you know, and to only worry about the stuff that is, to not worry about the stuff that isn't, but take, you know, take age, take eight, take a lot of agency for the stuff that is in your control, you know, and do the very best with that that you can. And then, like, the stuff that's not at all, like, don't worry about that. Like, worry about the stuff that is in your control that you're able to, you know, do. And that those are simple examples of it, right? Yeah. No, definitely. Very simple. So, yeah, things like that. And then, and then, like I was saying, the, the whole kind of, at least trying to take the ego out of the music writing. I don't know. That's something I've been doing just recently and it seems that like I could really flip the thing around a lot it makes me like worry about it less like I'm still gonna try to make things as phenomenally as I can because they deserve to be perfect really you know but um it just takes the whole like hey everyone worry about how cool I am for making this thing like totally out of it you know it's just like hey this wants to exist and the song is going to be here and you're going to like it <laughs> you know it's like and if you like it that's great and it almost has nothing to do with me because that just wanted to exist anyway it just came out of me you know it's like right you can you know hopefully it, it's beautiful and you do love it and you know but it, it's has less to do with me than you think it wants to be there already you know so i just helped it which is it's it's almost like freeing in a weird way instead of like you trying to like f- eh. lack of good language to use but <laughs> right like force it out or like to put it stupidly just like worrying about making something you know gotta make this and it's gotta be cool you know because it's like people have to like this thing I made I don't know it's just kind of flipping that around and I don't know. It's it's something I've just been doing recently, but it feels better. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah, I'm excited. Do you have any uh, new songs coming out? Uh, coming up? Yeah. Are people going to hear a new song at the end of this podcast? Mm, no, I don't have anything with me. Well, I guess. Well, no, it's not coming out tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, people listening to it. It'll already be out. Well, yeah, I mean, I got, I got a bunch of stuff that I'm working on, and we could put one of them on the end of it because there's no reason. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's just something to add into it. And, and if and some of the people don't have some stuff to give me, I just, like, put my own thing. No, I, de- I definitely have a bunch of stuff we could use. There's, like I said, I actually am working on stuff to, like, try to send in to Wakan just to see what happens, and I'm working on what is Wakan? I don't know. Too. I don't know what Wakan is. Oh, God, dude, come on. I don't know. Come on, Wakanda. It's like the premier. Wakanda. It's like, it's like the premier like bass music label these days. It's like Liquid Liquid Strangers label. Okay. Yeah. I'm you know I'm so far out of that. Like, I don't even know like it's, labels in my own genre that I play. Yeah. It, it is like the, like if you get on that right now, you're like the shit. Hmm. It's like it's like, what's going on in that in the, in let's call it the Wook bass community. <laughs> right? Interesting. You know. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I don't even know. Like we have all that we have this album recorded. I haven't even talked to Morgan about trying to put it on a label. We were just gonna like. No, I mean you you, you and you probably don't need to. It's just there just happens to be Wakan here doing 
stuff so exactly similar to like what I already did, you know, that, and I can make stuff close enough to the bar to what other people that are making that are on there. That's like, it's just, I want to try for that. Yeah. And they got a lot of people listening to it. So if it worked, it would work really well. I don't even know what my music would, or not my music, our music would be classified as. I don't know. People I mean, ask me all the time. And it's like, I don't, even I, don't, I don't know how to answer it either. Like, I started calling it, like, just Chicago bass music just to call it something, but that doesn't I, really I don't describe like, it well. Like, some people would use the term, like, stoner metal. That's not a good one. But it's not good. But, like, there is stoner metal. But, like, I don't know if we're, like, metal, though. You know, we're like heavy stoner rock, but I don't even like throwing the word stoner in there. You need to invent, doom. You need to invent a genre. And I don't feel like we're entirely doom either. Like doom is, we have like some doomy stuff. I know it's 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 like I can't describe. Like I can't just call my stuff just dubstep because I think of like a pretty narrow. At the same time, that could be broad too. But like I don't think of it. No, I I like. like like I could, I think of like Spag Heady, like that guy's fucking just like straight dubstep, like, right? These days, I think more of, more of like rhythm now, and I mean there is, there are some people doing some melodic stuff too. I saw something a comment like, the other day about rhythm. It's hmm. like, what, what, why do people put rhythm on, or they put rhythm on at the end of a house party so they can get rid of them? <laughs> get rid of them. <laughs> yeah, dude, I was. <laughs> it's hard dude all these all these people that don't all these djs that especially like local people that don't make any of their own music and they're just playing like all the same kind of rhythm songs or or even the same weird bass songs that are even popular over those couple weeks it's just like it's it's hard they're all playing the same things <laughs> not a lot of diversity you know Electronic music is weird. It's really weird. It's all weird. Electronic music is super weird now, though, because so many people can do it, which is cool because there's a lot of like interesting stuff being made. But yeah, I don't know. It's kind of like a rising tide lifts all boats. Things more so though, because it just makes the whole scene bigger. If more people can make it, more people can hear it. So. That's a good way to put it. Rising tide lifts all boats. Yeah, because I, I mean, if it was like super underground and cool, and you could only find one fucking place to go to, and it was like, <laughs> oh, it's special and just for me, then it's like, okay, yeah, well, cool, but you know, how many artists do you have in that community making a living doing this? One person, <laughs> right? You know, it's whereas now maybe more people than we would want know about it, but at the same time, the community is so huge and the scene is so huge that like a middle class of people has been created there people can make you know middle class wages touring and playing music and doing classes and stuff and you know whereas that could never have happened 10 15 years ago or so it's definitely different uh andrew was talking about it like more more musicians are getting paid now more than ever they just started paying more royalties on soundcloud yeah they just like buy like double, double or more. Yeah, that's dope. Yeah, I mean like a lot more. Nice. I don't know what the fuck they were doing before. <laughs> building but, their building their fucking business. But uh, yeah, I so. mean that's good that they're giving back to the artists. You know, like 
SoundCloud has gone through its ups and downs for sure throughout all the years. Yeah, I, I wish that it hadn't they hadn't have fucked up as much as they did before because now it's like a nicer platform, at least as far as, you know, it's easy to upload on. It's it's more hi fi now, like they're paying a lot of royalties and uh but they fucked up so many times that people kinda like veered away from it. They veered I away from hate it. SoundCloud. Maybe, yeah. maybe I'll try to go back onto it, but yeah, I've never I tried to upload a couple things to it and I'm just over it. Yeah. See, and and like I don't get any commercials on it because I have one of the, you know, artist accounts. So like I I pay for it. So I never hear one commercial. And people's main complaints about it is that they're commercials, but it's like I don't get any because I have to. My bad. Bro. I you know pay whatever. What's up with Joe Rogan having commercials? Why is he the only person on fucking Spotify that has commercials? Yeah, you just skip them. It's fine. I'm not okay. I get that you can skip them, <laughs> but sometimes I'm, I put it on when I'm driving. I know. Sometimes, like, I kind of half forget to skip. I'm like, damn it, I've been listening to a commercial this whole time. But they're only at the beginning. They're only at the beginning. But I still don't get, how is he literally the only person on Spotify that has commercials? Like, I pay for Spotify. Well, because other, like, other podcasts I listen to on there, they will, they'll, like, say the commercials. Right. You know, he just. They say the commercials in the time of the podcast. Yeah. His his are just pre-recorded. And they're, and they're in, like, tracks, basically, before yeah. it. So it's kind of like the same thing. It's just, like, more streamlined. Okay. All right. <laughs> okay. I get it. No, yeah. okay. Okay. That's fine. I just, uh, I guess I'm spoiled because I'm used to JRE being on YouTube, and I, you know, I put YouTube ad blockers, so I never got ads on YouTube. Yeah, see, I get hell ads on YouTube, so I had to do it that all the time. <laughs> but I also never listen to them on my phone on YouTube. So I don't have YouTube ad blocker on my phone. Hmm. I just have it on my computer. But I would only listen to my computer when I'm working at home on my desk, you know? Yeah. But now I, I can't even do that. Like, my work is, like, so fucking busy right now. It's ridiculous. It's definitely, like, not like how it was seven months ago where it was, like, so dead where I could, like, just listen to, like, five podcasts, like, a day and, like, do nothing. <laughs> yeah, luckily I can still... You know, just because of what I do, obviously I can listen to stuff while I work, so it's it's good. I still keep up with most of the most of the Rogan ones. So I skipped ones. I skipped like the MMA ones and stuff, the MMA show ones, and some of the other. Yeah, I don't even keep up with your mom's house anymore. Like I used to watch all the shows they put out like five to seven days a week, but now I'm lucky if I just get to watch your mom's house, like the main one. Try to keep up with it because it is still pretty fucking funny. <laughs> like there's one today. Oh my god. Okay, I'm gonna pull it up really quick because it's it's pretty fucking good. Like this lady is uh, driving. It's her birthday. Oh, she's having a great time. Hmm. A really good time. What other podcast? You were talking about another podcast when they over here. Jordan Peterson. You said. Yeah, he's just like another. He's just like another like modern day like philosopher kind of. He's good. He's got a good stuff. A lot of good practical stuff just about <laughs> you know, taking agency over your like your life and things like that, you know. I would like to have you I'm oh, sorry, I would like to have you and uh Devin come out of the podcast. Devin's pretty uh pretty interesting guy. Man, which which Devin are we talking about? Uh his name's Devin Bailey and he's a uh, He's a pretty philosophical guy. 
Okay, hold on. We're gonna, we're gonna watch this real quick. Oh shit, my bad. So good. Sorry, I didn't mean to derail our conversation there. That's all right. But we were talking about podcasts, Jordan Peterson and Devin Bailey. He's pretty, uh, pretty philosophical dude. And we had a pretty good conversation. I can't reiterate the things that he said very well because I, I'm just not. Uh, yeah. But he had some pretty, pretty interesting stuff to say. I've definitely been digging philosophy a lot lately, but definitely, um, uh, trying to focus more on the pragmatic side of things, though. You know, as just like, how do I use this to try to like feel okay? You know, and be okay with life, basically, if you want to be simple about it, right? Like, um, like, like I was saying, like Stoic philosophy is good with that stuff, and then, and um, I've been tying that in with some other stuff, like some Sam Harris stuff and mindfulness meditation. And I don't know if you know like Sam Harris, so I think it's awesome. No, I'm not familiar with Sam Harris. Oh, you gotta get into that guy too. I'll, I'll hook you up with some stuff. Sam Harris. He's like a neuroscientist and like oh. a meditation teacher, and yeah, he's super good. That's pretty cool. Super good. It's like I've been using like a lot of those practices just like all throughout daily life to just be more present and less in the insanity of my mind, you know? Yeah. Which is good. And but the main thing I've been trying to think about lately is just what the fuck does it mean to have like a happy and fulfilled life, you know? And that's a big question. And I've been trying to figure it out. I've been trying to figure out the answer to that and it's going to be different for every person, but I've been trying to figure out what it even means for me. And, you know, I, I also want to know what it means for other people because I want to know what they think, you know, it would mean for them. Um, but, you know, I'm having a hard time knowing even what it means for myself, really. You know, it's like, how do you live a happy and fulfilled life, really, at the end of the day? You know, an actual happy and fulfilled life. I don't fucking know. It's like, do you just... Do you think anyone does? I don't know. I think there's moments. I don't think anyone does There's fully. not like one answer, because it's going to be like a fluid situation. You know, it's going to be a fluid thing, and the answer is going to change throughout your life. Yeah. You know, but it's like some people, you know, they'd say basic things, like, oh, it's be with the person you love, or have a family, or follow your dreams, or blah, blah, blah. You know, it's like, I, I think I asked Luke, and he said, he said, um something along the lines of being inspired and wanting to inspire other people and something like that, you know, something like, okay, okay, that's nice, you know. Um, but I've been Who trying. Luke inspiring? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, me, <laughs> me and him have some good talks sometimes. Like we were, we were talking the other day about, you know, just like cultivating attitudes of, you know, perseverance. I think I think I don't think there's one thing for anybody. It's, it's got to be a multitude of things. But I think the world is. I think humans are too complex to have it be one thing. A happy and fill. I think a happy and fulfilled life has to also be has to have, you know, down parts to it. Like you can't. 
Like, if you just had everything happen, like, the way it's, like, you want it to happen and get what you wanted to happen, like, right when you wanted it, like, there's no life to live. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't know. Like, there's some people that, like, yeah, are, well, are out on the outskirts and they maybe have, like, a bunch of money, but, like, still money, like, people can just be super alone with a bunch of money and not have, like, friendships like that me and you have developed and the things like that, you know? Right, well... It's like like this this same question has kind of been tying in with some of the other things I've been thinking about and and even kind of bringing up you know and and even about you know internal goals versus external goals and about um what do I want to call it uh, thinking you're gonna be happy once you get somewhere or achieve something you know like thinking uh, just a made-up example, right? But, like, I'm going to be happy once I play Red Rocks. You know, it's kind of like that external goal thing. You know, it's like, oh, you're going to play Red Rocks, and you're going to feel, like, the same <laughs> afterwards for the most part. Maybe you'll feel good while you're playing, but, like, the day after, you're going to feel the same, you know? Um, it's like you have to learn how to feel happy and okay first, even. You know, like, already feel good, and then play Red Rocks. And then it's like, oh, I feel good, and I got to play Red Rocks. You know, it's like... You know, getting getting or achieving things isn't necessarily going to make you, you know, feel happy and fulfilled. And I get, this is what I'm kind of mean by living a happy and fulfilled life is basically how to fucking feel even happy and fulfilled to begin with, really, because you just have to be okay with things. Yeah, I guess to be okay <laughs> with things like to be okay that you have to work because a lot of people got to work, you know. But the great thing about what you get to do after work is make music, which a lot of people don't get to do. So this this reminds me of like another, another. I think it's another Stoic proverb. It might be from like Marcus Aurelius's Meditations. Um, but it's something along the lines of like learning to love your fate, you know. Which you can like think about that as deeply as you want, and keep di- you know dissect it and. It, kind of ends up being like, um, I mean, it's putting it like too stupidly, but being like okay with what you have or dealing like the hand, dealing with the hand that you're dealt and like, like like a poker game, right? You have your hand and, you know, you do the absolute best you can with that hand and not wish you had another hand, like do everything you can with the hand you have and do the best you can with it. Um, and, And the same with your own life and your own, fate and the own you know all the cards that you're dealt in that life you know le- i mean it's it sounds dumb but if you truly think about that and accept accept that it it does start to change things you know it, it doesn't sink in for people when you just tell them oh well like what you have and do the best you can with it's it yeah, it, it really I mean- doesn't sink in you I mean, know, but, it, but if, yeah. you, if you really meditate on it, it uh, you think about it a little bit differently. You just gotta you gotta be okay with like the life that you have exactly, but also like you gotta work at what you want, you know. And like that's something that you get to do. You get to work at what you want, and and like maybe that'll happen, and that'll be great that it, that it would happen. And, like, I don't know, I just, I, I wrote this down because I didn't want it to forget, but it almost, what you were talking about, reminded me of that Korea story, that, or the Korean lady story that you told me. You, <sighs> you know what I'm saying? Listen to that 
Like she I'll, worked I'll, I'll to get out all of this out. stuff, and then she went to college in Columbia, and it was like the same thing in New York, actually. Or yeah, I'm sorry, not, co- not college in the Columbia. college, the College of Columbia, College of Columbia in New York. Yeah, and, she and was it was like, like the same thing, and that's like, and like that's just, what I'm talking about. Dude, like she, she was like, she was like, oh my god, I'm being, I'm being re brainwashed. <laughs> but I mean, but, but besides, but like, uh, like yeah, but I mean, she had to like work through all that, and like I don't know, it just uh, it made me think about it. That was interesting. I'll I'll send you that one later, and we can talk about that after you listen to it. It's like it was like, huh? That was some thought provoking shit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I liked I like what we were just talking about. Yeah. How far did you get in that book, Dune? Oh God, I was like, I listened to like the first section of the audiobook, which is like four or five hours. Then oh shit, I'm, I mean, You're I'm, way farther than I am. I mean, I'm probably like six or seven like hours into it and like I need to go back and listen to like half of what I listened to. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's So my first question, so I this is the only thing I need to know is the Duke dead where you're at. Dude, it's so confusing. It's like okay, people then. are dead, they might not be fucking dead. I don't fucking know what's going on. I don't It's like are we dead or not? Are you doing this or not? who's who? What's what? What the fuck are these people? Are you Humans, are you not humans? There's a desert. Are we Arabian? What time period is this? <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. pre- it's pretty confusing. It's, it's intense. It's intense. You know, it's, Lord it's, of the Rings of sci-fi. It's, it's, Lord of the Rings is a lot easier to follow than this. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, sci-fi, I think, is... Uh, sci-fi? sci-fi is less... Uh, tan- not, not as uh, real as fantasy. Like, we all know, like... I feel like... like like sci-fi, everything is so different all the time. Yeah, because it, like, it's all made up. Yeah, it's it's all made up, and even fantasy is like based on like at least like old fa- or whatever we want to call it. I don't know. Like, like orcs, like everybody fantasy. knows what orcs are. Medieval fantasy. Let's and orcs say, right? isn't like, just like orcs are everywhere and all types of things. You right. know, everyone knows what a bow and arrow is, and it's you know, this and that dragon. Put the spice <laughs> melange. Dwarf. <laughs> yeah, like the fuck is this spice like? Is this like potpourri? Are they putting it on their food? They, <laughs> they do everything with it. They do everything with it. They do everything. All the above. You know, it's, and it makes them live for like ever. It's just, I want some of this shit. It sounds great. <laughs> it sounds great. <laughs> Turns your eyes it's, blue. Everything tastes better. Mm. Cheers, bro. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for supporting the podcast. I appreciate it. Because like, you're the first person that came on. Yeah. Like, I was like, like, we, like you were saying, like, you want to do it to kind of help with like just be better at talking dude i'm not good at talking and this has definitely pushed me in like a better direction but i was definitely nervous to do it and i had tried wanting to do it with like uh a co-host and and i've talked about it before on the podcast many times but like i wanted to have a co-host and it just didn't work out like not seeing my vision necessarily or just like they didn't have the time like that I wanted to put into it. And it's a lot easier for me to like right now, you know, like I just called you and was like, Hey, what are you doing today? Do you want to do like, I was like, Hey, when do you want to do it? No, I didn't even ask you what you're doing today. I was like, Hey, when do you want to do a podcast? And you're like, well, what are you doing today? And I'm like, uh, I guess I could do one, you know, right, right. I'll, I'll come out and do it. I just like that. It's good. Sound. <laughs> I like the sound through the, and it's hard, a lot harder to do with uh, with someone that I have to rely on. You know, dude, it's impossible to do anything with people that you have to rely on. So it's Which, like I, I lucked out with like a guitar player, singer, 
I'm not gonna look out with like another like a podcast person. You know, I'm just gonna cut my losses. Yeah, it's dude, it's hard because like like people that are super successful usually at things have like a really dope team of people around them. But finding other people that you can rely on in any aspect for anything is almost impossible. It's crazy. It's something that I've uh, talked about, too, also on the podcast, like collaboration. Mm -hmm. And I've talked about it even today with you is like how I felt with Morian is like you have to trust the person that you're working with and the person that you're working with has to trust you. It can't work unless you guys trust each other. And like you have to know when to step down. To let go and be like, this person is going to take control of this part and yeah, let this yeah. person like do that because you trust them. They, you, you're, you're letting them take a part of it because you trust what they're going to do with it and make it happen. But at the same time, that person has to know when to do the same thing. They have to know when to let go and when to trust you when you can when you're going to take this when you know when you can take the lead and make what's going to happen happen. Did we listen to like the same thing at some point? I don't know. I feel like I've, like, like I've heard this exact same thing from somewhere. I've been saying it for like it, I've been saying it like a bunch of times. It. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it was from you or I. I feel like I like heard it from somewhere else too. I don't know. It may have been from me. It might have I, been from you. Because uh, I don't remember who I, I don't remember who the conversation was. Someone asked me about collaboration. Loki. That's who it was. Did you listen to the Loki podcast, The Glassblower? No. Okay, that's who I. That's where I started talking about it because he asked me what collaboration was, and then it made me really think: what is collaboration with someone? Like, how do you have? To, how do you work with someone? Like, when you're not getting paid? Like, you know, me and Maureen aren't getting paid to do what we're doing. We're doing this because we care about it, you know. And it's like, oh, I'm mix. I'm, I'm mixing stuff with I heard you say with other things I heard from like in like, I think Mr. Bill podcasts and stuff. Okay, I'm mixing a couple things together. So yeah, I've definitely never listened to Mr. Bill podcast. Not that I know who Mr. Bill is, though he's really good. I actually, you'd like his podcast a lot. Maybe I probably should listen to it. Yeah. But, but my point is though, is you have to trust the people that you're working with, and like that, like I've worked with people that I don't necessarily like. Not that to say like I they're not trustworthy people. You know, like I could give them like a hundred dollars and expect them to give me a hundred dollars back. Not like that, mm -hmm. but in the trust of the art. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know what I'm saying? It's the trust yeah, in the and, art, and it was, it was, it was with the art too. <laughs> it, um, yeah, I mean, I've had that exact thing, and even with art, you know, it's like like the simplest version, even cover art for a song, right? It's, there's been times where you kind of delegate that to get done, and I'm not, I don't have direct oversight over what's going on, and then I kind of get the thing back, but I'm just like, oh god, I hate this. <laughs> You know, it's like I can't necessarily tell a person that made it I hate it because it's like it's going to make them feel bad, and then I can't, you know, and and I end up just kind of having to go with something that I would not have done that at all. But it isn't necessarily bad, but it's just like not what I would have done, so it's like I don't really like it. Um, and it's like, there, you know, in some case I almost would rather do something simpler that's maybe even not as technical but at least like i had the i made the creative choice to just make it like that you know and then it's like that you know i, I know i made that choice you know um right and 
the same thing happens with a bunch of other things when you work with other people. They just do things that you you wouldn't have done it that way, and they're like, oh, fuck, I would have done that. But, but sometimes that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It doesn't have to be your way all the time. That's I think that may be a part of like letting go of the ego thing, you know? It probably is. Like that's that was like a big thing, you know. It's like Morian definitely does things a lot of times how I would not want him to do it. Right. <laughs> I could tell you that. It's not it's not like sunshine and rainbows all the time. There's definitely like, it's not like we argue, you know, we have a good relationship when we do, but there's I'm sure there's things that maybe he doesn't feel I'm good with that I don't he doesn't voice and there's things that like I don't voice to him that I don't like necessarily but I trust it, and then when I hear the feedback of other people, it's not this, it's like different, you know. And it's like I, it just reinforces my trust for him, you know. Like okay, I believe in what he's gonna do, and I just I gotta let him do what he's gonna do. And if he asks for guidance, or if I really, really, truly feel that it shouldn't be that way, then maybe I'll say something. Yeah. But you also can't, like, you can't be a no person when you're working with. So that was the other thing that I brought up is, like, when you're improvising. And a lot of art is, like, improvising. It's, like, in the moment things. Like, oh, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try this and see if things work and start doing it. And, like, you have to be a yes person when you're doing that. And Nick taught me this, actually, that uh, yes and. That's, like, what people who do improvisational, like, theater is yes and. Like, yeah, I've heard that from somewhere, too. You got to be, like... Oh, there's a there's a UFO coming from the from the ceiling, and you're like, yes, and and they're parroting down into the ground, and it's actually the CIA. Yes, and they fucking have tasers, and they're gonna fucking right. <laughs> rape us. Yeah, I've heard that, and I think it was in context of someone was using a theater explanation for. I think it was actually another like, it was like a small like philosophy segment on something, right? <laughs> It's literally called yes and, <laughs> but it's but it but it makes sense, and like you have to be that person unless you truly are like no, look it again. It's not a UFO. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But you have to use it in that context where you can still make it flow and still make it work, and like you have to trust that maybe what you're Feeling isn't going to be a hundred percent. hundred percent. If you're feeling that, you know, it's it's just it's hard. It is hard, and it requires a lot of trust and a lot of vulnerability, because you're kind of sometimes letting someone take charge and and something that you care about, and that can be a vulnerable thing. Mm-hmm. Not that you're necessarily collaborating with a lot of people, but yeah, it's not. It's especially with what I'm doing now. It's not, it's in just that in that respect, it's a bit easier because especially if I more so take control have oversight of i mean even just a simple thing like even just the cover art like that would be one of the only things unless i let someone else do the mixing and mastering which i do struggle with that too like even if david's doing it you know it's just like he's gonna do a better job and more detailed job than someone else would but it's like still there'll be things in it where it's just like i would have done this differently i would have done that differently this is a little too harsh that's you know that you know this took too long this you know it's it's always going to be different than exactly what you would have done um but Overall, there's not very many areas for other people to, you know, I can pretty much do everything myself, which is an aspect of that I, I like, you know, I'm, I mean, really, I, I I guess I like a lot, that's why it's a lot easier than being in a band, but collaborating on, like, the fucking business side with people would be good just for networking and stuff, but 
really the size I am. I don't really need people for that either because it's like, how much shit am I really doing? It's like, I don't need yeah. more people doing that. Like, Maureen does our video work too. Video. Okay, that would be the thing where it's like, I, I don't fucking have time to make videos. I just don't. I have like, if I'm lucky, I have an hour or two to make music, period, a day, you know? And that includes any type of music work, not like actually writing all the time. But check this out. Yeah, it looks nice. You're getting a sneak peek of... Uh, yeah, it looks really good. That's in this room. And it looks it looks like... Good for what it... You know, it looks like... Professional-ish, I would say, right? Like, it looks good. Yeah, I'm pretty This is as good as half of any other things that are things. Pretty stoked on that. That's like, all more in. Dude, that's that's the main thing I'm missing is like video. And it sucks because that's like the main content form these days, especially with all these newer platforms, is like video and video clips. And it's like I have none of that. I have feel like I have no time when I can take video. I'm working in a fucking machine shop all day long. You know, I come home, work for a lot out a little bit, you know, make sure Graham is alive. And then, like, if I'm like, if I'm, if I'm lucky, I get like an hour or two where Sorry, I didn't mean to laugh. But that's the way that you said it, <laughs> I, I get an hour or two where I can at least make sure the computer's working and try to, you know, do some type of work, even if it's just making sure that a new thing is, new plugin or something is working right. Uh, you know, it's like I feel like I don't have any time to make videos. But then again, maybe I'm just being a bitch and I need to stop being a bitch and just also do videos too on top of fucking everything else I do. Jesus Christ. <laughs> You could ask Maureen to do a video for you. Yeah. But the thing is that I need, like, video content, like, all the time. Because I need to, like, also start on these other fucking platforms and stuff. But it's just, like, fuck, how much shit am I supposed to have to do? That's really the most stressful part is that, like, not only do you have to make all these songs and complete them, which is already a lot of work, but you have to make all this other content for all these other fucking social media things. And, and, like, some people spend all their days doing nothing but making social media content. Like, the people that are actually good at social media, that's all they do. Yeah, so I like, get it at all. It's <laughs> like, I get it, but they spend all day doing that. And it's like, I fucking don't have all day. Maybe I just need to be better. I don't know. Else could I just got to be okay. Just be okay. You don't got to be better. Why do you got to be better? Better than who? Better, better than, than what? Better than what? The only thing you got to be better than is who you were the day before. Yeah. Right? Would you say you're better than who you were yesterday? Mm, let me think. What did you yesterday? do yesterday? Yesterday, I worked. I went to the gym. I came home, made sure Grandma was alive. Just want to say that I do love grandma, okay? I didn't mean to laugh with that earlier. I literally just laughed because of the way you said it. And I've known grandma for a very long time, and she's fucking, she's a rock. Yeah, grandma's pretty good. Uh, then I got my new SSL interface working, and. What's that? Like I got an audio new, interface? Got a new interface. Yeah, okay. It's an SSL one, it's pretty nice. And that's the main thing. I would say that right now you're doing better than you were yesterday. 
I'm doing a pod- yeah, we're doing more, so I'm doing a podcast today. Yeah, it's fuck better. that. SSL, what is that shit? Nobody cares. <sighs> I'm d- right now, we're talking about some real shit, how we're feeling, what we're going through. I, I got my heart broken today, though, Nolan. Damn it. I know. So I'm doing okay. Did you want- I, didn't, I didn't want to bring it up because I didn't want to, like... <sighs> I don't know. I, like... But I just... I'll, I'll, I'll say that... Uh, how, do, how, how am I supposed to talk about the fact that 50% of the podcasts I have here, I get involved in... Strange polyamorous uh, heartbreak situations. <laughs> I, I don't know. Just, just the way she goes. Sometimes split, she goes. Sometimes fucking, she doesn't. Fucking way of the road, bud. And that's just life. But uh, I mean, I called you. Like I said earlier, I called you, and I was like, "Yo, when are we gonna do a podcast?" With no intention of doing one today. And you're like, "Well, let's do one tonight." And I'm like, "Okay, well, I'll actually be back in Elgin." So we can uh, just, I'll pick you up and we'll just roll out here and do a podcast. And that's what we did. And I forgot where I was going with that. Well, oh in- yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, let you, I'll let you take over from there. Yeah, in between, so I'm, I'm at the gym and you give me a call and we decided to do the thing. And then in between oh, that. Oh, you were working out while I was talking to you. Yeah, I was doing some deadlifts. And, oop, and in between that time and me getting home and us leaving to go here, so, like, homegirl texts me and was like, oh, I actually decided to start seeing my ex again and blah, 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 blah. She's like, son of a fucking bitch. I really like this one. So, pretty sad. Uh, but, uh, but here you are right now. Nothing that hasn't happened a bunch of times before, I guess. So, you know, whatever. Just got to be okay. Yeah. That's it. Just got to be okay. Yeah, I'm sure I'll be more depressed about it later. That's all right. Eh, you know what? You're here right now in the moment. It's a pretty one, too. I was like, fuck. Sorry. <laughs> right. There's more pretty ones. Yeah, there's more pretty ones. Son of a bitch. There's normal ones. There's a, there's a whole <laughs> spectrum out there. There's a whole spectrum. You know, they don't all have to be pretty. There's a whole chart. Everyone's pretty in their own way. Just it just matters on the way they make they make you feel. It's gotta make you feel pretty. Yeah. Now you're good. But I mean, if that if them being pretty makes you feel pretty, then that's like your thing, I guess. Like I never thought about it that way, but you know, it's just uh, how it makes you feel on the inside. Scrape the fuck out of my elbow on your table. It's not that bad. Got a nice little chunk of skin missing though. The table's, uh... It's got, it's got, I got, like, a sting every time I do this. I'm like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, I feel like there's, a acid bath lyric that, uh... Uh, elbow, elbow... This, uh, elbow this sting. table has now tasted god flesh. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's weird, though. Like, when we did that first podcast... Like, shit got, <laughs> I think shit was getting, like, real weird then. Like, that's when shit was, like, extra weird. Like, because I it think, was like, yeah. that's, that's, like, when stuff, like, first started going down with, like, Bree and stuff. Just telling me, like, out of nowhere, like, oh, I'm in love with our friend, and I want to open up our relationship and stuff. And then, like, I think, like, the day or so I had to, like, deal with that or accept that, then I think we did the first podcast. <laughs> It was uh, it was an emotional ride. <laughs> yeah, weird. 
fucking weird. Yeah, but you know, here you are now, doing another podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully, yeah. All right. I'll try to get my heart broke again for the next one too. All right. I'll let you know, I'll, I'll I'll call. I'll get some good stories. I'll give you a call. I just shouldn't call you anymore. Shouldn't <laughs> ask you to come on here. That's yeah. the problem. Is that's... I've been asking you to come on here, and every time that's like what happens. Yeah. Right. So yeah, I'm sorry. I can't have you on here anymore. Yeah. <laughs> this is the last one for for your own health and we'll, safety. We'll just stop you right now <laughs> for your own health and safety and sanity. Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, that bud. Who needs sanity? Nobody. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Weird. But I guess these things happen. So. I feel like we've t- touched on some pretty deep stuff here. Yeah, that revolving door, next squeeze. It's almost like we're going through the black hole in Interstellar and witnessing the Singularity bookshelf. Yeah. I don't know, I still didn't get that very much. No, d- there's nothing to get. Yeah, that part, there was nothing to get. Hmm. That was just movie, movie bullshit. Everything else, though, up until shooting themselves through a black hole... It's pretty cool. And then, like, that part was just like, okay, they're just doing some sci-fi. Like, it's a sci-fi, you know, lightsabers and force powers and shit like that. Sci-fi. Just like, they just, like, wrapped it in a more realistic world, you know. Wrapped it in our world, sci-fi. I met a guy this weekend who was convinced he had force powers. Uh, His name was Rhino, a.k.a. the Angel of Dubstep. And he had a, he had at least. Tell me more. I need at to know least a lot nine of lightsabers. <laughs> and you saw him. Yeah, he was camped next to me. I gave him a ride home. I was in the car with him for a good five hours or so. It was very interesting. Very interesting. I think he was trolling you, or do you think he really believes this? I think he believes everything that he said. And seemed like a perfectly good, well-meaning guy. A little much, but seems like a good guy. You know what? That's just life. You know, <laughs> some people are a little much. Like I, I, I genuinely enjoyed his. You know, his character made a fun addition to the strange debauchery that was going on all around me. So there's a Jedi named Rhino, aka the Angel of Dubstep. <laughs> that is really interesting. That's an interesting guy. Yeah. I'd yeah. like to talk to him. I'd like to have him on the podcast. He was and just a, I want to hear his story. Yeah, you should yeah, he'll Do you have his number? I could find him probably. He was, he's he was telling me about how he's like some type of a archangel that protects people in this <laughs> I don't know. I mean it was all it was all good intentioned. That's all I can say. You know, it's like he he was saying it in a way of like he's just like he's like some type of he's like there to like defend people and like keep what peace. is that a star child keep, keep peace and stuff. No, like he literally meant like archangel. I don't really know really what he meant, but he meant it in a way of like he was like they're like stop fights and keep peace and you know things like that. But also had a lot of lightsabers and and they're peacekeepers and and. Uh, had really good back flipping abilities. He was doing a lot of flipping. Uh, wasn't as good as he wanted to at his flipping and possible 
parkour abilities because it seemed like he'd atrophied a little bit over the last year. He's a little bit upset about that. But uh, atrophied I, I, from I, I what? From what well, was he just not doing it enough? I think he wasn't doing it enough because because he wasn't at enough. Apparently, music he was also like a kung fu master or something. Gotcha. And, uh, okay. You know. Okay. Or, or was. Or, I don't like, I had to know, think dude. about that for a second. It's like, like a Jedi knight named Rhino kept, camped out next to me. I mean, there was a lot. Rhino, the dead. There, there was a lot. The, angel, the that, angel of dubstep. Yeah, and that was, only, that was only one of my neighbors. So, I mean, there was a lot to take in, you know. <laughs> I wanted, I, okay, so tell me, tell me what you think about this now. Tell me what you think about this. I want to go to one of these music festivals, and I want to do pop-up podcasts with these people. Dude, really high on drugs. Oh my god! Also with me, like, like some of I'm them, not high on drugs. Like some of them would not work at all, but the ones that did work would that's be, fine. Would be great. We'll we'll, we'll cut the, we'll cut the ones up with that work. You know, get well, like well, well, that's that's what I mean. It's like like the gold that you get out of it. Like you're gonna have to go through a little bit of bullshit, but the gold that you will get out of it would be phenomenal. Okay, so okay, hear me out. I set up a table exactly like this setup here. You know what I'm saying? You pop the headphones on, just like a small, little, a small table, smaller. You know, we have to be a little bit more crammed up. Whenever, whenever you wanna, we're, we're, we can. No, we're good. I was just make sure it wasn't important. Okay. Uh, um, small little table set up like this with the microphones, the things. You know what I'm saying? Like just like this. Pop the headphones on. I got a little computer. You know, I don't even have to bring like a big computer. Just like buy like a little small thing or even an iPad or whatever to like, just like do it out of and just like sit in the alleyway of like a camping area. <sighs> And just like a passerby's come by, and I'm like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast? A podcasting station slash Bloody Mary stand." That's good. What would be even cooler is if we could live broadcast it on some radio state blank radio station throughout the whole festival. <laughs> So people just turn to like oh turn turn to channel like you know sixty seven point three and they just hear like a well, we old could, school like we, all right here we are at uh, festival day two <laughs> we're uh, we're slinging bloody marys over in aisle H thirteen we're in the Pontiac vibe uh, next to the RV you can see a uh, uh, tar- uh, tarp canopy across the way and uh, get your Bloody Mary tickets over there. Uh, that's going to be $10 for the Bloody Mary. If you want bacon on top of that, that's $15. And then, yep, that's $5 for the bacon. So come around with your tickets, and we will pour you up a Bloody Mary. We're going to cook you up some bacon if you do have the extra $5 on that ticket. And there's a podcast happening in the back room if you want to uh, join in the podcast, and we'll uh, we'll take your call. you got five minutes. <laughs> you know, only give people like a limited time. Like give them five minutes so that like they're not like oh just oh I just can't stay here you know like oh no your five minutes are up we're gonna get you out of here but the people that I do want to last longer like I could just like extend them and be like oh yeah you know right this is going good this is going good well we could live stream what we're doing even you know so it's like wait wait no you you didn't you didn't you didn't mean like actual like have it live on a thing yeah I don't know if we could live stream it like. At a festival, I don't know if we'd have enough like uh, internet. Probably not. Well, a lot of them have Wi-Fi now. Oh, okay. Well, maybe we could. Like I was thinking, it'll, like it'll be fun to at least. I was thinking if we get try. like a broadcast like radio, and we could just like, you know, like you know those old uh, fucking monster things you would plug into your phone <laughs> to like connect to like a blank radio station. 
Like we would go to like we would like connect to a blank radio station and just broadcast the show throughout the whole festival. So people can tune into it. So, so people can go tu- around and be like, "Hey, tune in, <laughs> tune into that." <laughs> but people don't have radios in their cars. Yeah, well, depends on the festival you're at. Cause you're not always with your car. That's true. Um, but I wonder, like, that's what I'm saying. I wonder if there was a way you could live stream it on like a internet rate, like have your own internet radio. Thing Live. that people could tune in on to on their phone. I don't know. Tapeworm. There's, trans- there's got to be some way. Tapeworm transmissions. Scamp edition. You know what we could do? <laughs> you know what we could do? We could just get like some old boom boxes, tune it to the frequency of this station that we're broadcasting to. You know, we'll just pick like an old blanked out frequency. Get a couple old boom boxes from the thrift store plug them in, place them around the festival at random locations, and just have, like, us playing on, like, boom. <laughs> you know, and then you'll kind of hear... We are approaching <laughs> our 15, 15 and three quarters, and uh, I hear uh, I hear Tipper, or no, he wouldn't be playing at that time. <laughs> I hear the string cheese incident is uh, halfway through their set right now. They just did a beautiful rendition of... Shakedown Street by the Grateful Dead. There the fish is, fans were not happy. There is rain in the forecast tonight, and it seems that a lot of people have not properly prepared their campsites. Please take the moment, take the extra 15 minutes, find someone sober that come around to help you. Please secure your campsites tonight, and do not hold on to any poles as there may be electricity. And always bring a towel. Always bring a towel. But yeah, so, like, so if we just had these boom boxes like sitting around, you know, anywhere where you could randomly plug them in and get electricity, inevitably some people would be standing around listening to it and get like really enthralled by it because they'd be like, wait a minute, they're talking about stuff that's going on. You know, man, you'd get like little groups of people that would just like start tuning in randomly and they'd be like, wait, what? And we could start what? like, like, like telling fake stories of <laughs> things that happened. <laughs> right. <laughs> Because, like, you always hear people, like, trolling, you know, like, telling stories, and sometimes the stories get around. Like, remember that one story, like, the story with the guy masturbating at the Bass Nectar concert? Right. You know, we could, like, tell a story like that. Right. Yeah, we should do this. That's a good idea. Find someone we don't like and be like, uh, watch out for a guy dealing little happy faces, little yellow happy faces on black paper blotters. Uh, It's fake. (laughs) <laughs> like watch out watch out for the guy in the penguin onesie with the the, the penguin onesie and the uh god penguin onesie and the ps3 controller the the penguin onesie ps3 controller and the um the colorado bear uh, grassroots hat <laughs> <Colorado>. <laughs> there's a pin on the back of it that says uh plm but you can totally tell that it's a fake yeah clearly this guy has never been in the plf I said PLM. That's all right. Pour me a little bit of little bit of scooch that booch, scooch that hooch. Yeah, that's a really good idea. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna make another uh, like hippie van. Or I'm gonna try to before I get rid of it. So I got this other van, and I'm gonna have to work on it a lot. But I'm gonna try to deck it out and you know make the back of it like a nice chill pad with the some beds and. 
you know, a bed and like a seat in place and stuff that folds back and you know, it's like like a camper. You know, they open up one of the side doors and like cook out of it. You can cook cook grilled cheese or something. Yeah. Sounds good. I love grilled cheese. Grilled cheese tomato soup, like you can't beat that. I'm gonna put like hardwood floor in it, I think. Do some other shit. Hopefully it drives and I can take it around to like one or two things before I have to get rid of it. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, my car needs some work. Dude, my car's falling apart, and now I have this other van that's already falling apart that I need to rebuild and try to make into something. It's kind of a lot. I, I don't know if I'm going to just want to buy a new it. car. I almost do, too, but it's so much fucking money. It's just like, I don't want a car payment, and I don't want to spend multiple grand on the initial payment. So I don't have either of these, so I don't know what to do. It's a lot. Yeah, it is a lot. It's like Cameron's paying like $500 a month for his new car. It's like, dude, that's so much. <laughs> that's so much. That's like rent. Like, are you living in there? Like, why would you do that? He's not paying rent. He always says he is. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I know. I don't believe it either. Maybe he's just not good with money. Okay. Well, I mean, okay. If he is paying rent. <laughs> How much do you think he could be paying? He's not paying more than a thousand dollars. Max four hundred bucks, probably. Okay, four hundred bucks. I would guess. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe more. Maybe he's paying. To, there's no way he's paying like a grand in rent. I couldn't. I couldn't imagine. Five hundred dollars. Five hundred dollars. Car payment. A thousand dollars. That's really not a whole lot of money. Like I feel like he's making like decent money. I saw his safe. He did have a safe full of money. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just doesn't spend the money on the same things that we do. What if he spends it on worse things than we do? Spends it on cars and guns. <laughs> you know, like, I think, like, oh, that... Car, uh, you car, know, car well, parts. Like, oh, yeah, $500 <laughs> a month, that's a lot of money. But, like, then I think, like, I buy guitar pedals, I buy guitars. Like, I'm paying for this room, I'm paying for that room. I am bought all this podcasting equipment, I bought... You know, I bought this, I bought that to, like, do all this music stuff. I got to buy strings for my guitars, new plugins, you know, so on and so forth. And that all adds up. You know, it's a constant thing that's yeah, going Yeah, but if you had a car on top of that. But he's not paying for all that stuff that I just said. Yeah, I guess you're right. So, like, the car isn't on top of that. That is the car. Right. So I guess that's just kind of his thing. It's like everyone's got to have, like, their thing. Like, he's not buying so. guitars and things like that we have. You know, he doesn't have a brand-new MacBook or, like, you know, or, doesn't, doesn't or a new PC. I mean, he does have a nice PC, but, like, he said, I feel like he's had that PC for a while. Cameron, if you're listening to this, tell us your what secret. your finances are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How much money do you make? How much money do you make? <laughs> and what are you doing with all this money? Yeah, what are your investments? Like? What are your investments? Are you... What does fungible mean? <laughs> what does fungible mean? <laughs> <What is> fun- <laughs> How much crypto do you have? And can I get any Dogecoin? Because hey, we should have had Cameron come on today. Oh, son of a bitch. We should get him on next time. Just come on right now. Get him over here. Yeah, it's almost Call 11 o'clock. Up. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Maybe we should uh, wrap it up here. Oh god, I think we got a I think we got a drink to finish in a couple more minutes in us here. Right, but yeah, no, I think that's what he spends it on. You know. Probably what if he what if he's like really a crypto lord this whole time? 
and it's like making bank. That'd be dope. We should be crypto lords. My dad said his friend bought like a thousand dollars of Bitcoin like ten years ago. Son of a bitch. Just said it's worth like it? like over like a hundred thousand dollars. Does he still have it? Yeah. Son of a bitch. Yeah. The guy that I bought my car from. Wow. So I've I've heard from people that sound like they know what they're talking about that Bitcoin could go up to like a million dollars. Possibly. That's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> That's crazy. Well, let's go buy some cryptocurrency and get out of here. All right. All right. Thanks for coming out, Jeremy. <laughs>